from legendary locals we all know to people you should get to know. Follow Ipswich Today on your favourite app and never miss an episode or go to ipswichtoday.com.au. Coming up, familiar names added to those declaring they'll run in the March 2024 council election. Residents lodge concerns about new developments. Riverheart Parklands still not fully open. Nicholas Street Latest. Men's Sheds for Music. And we reminisce about low or no tech fun. Walter Williams and Ashley Mack join the show for our regular yarn over the back fence. It's Thursday, October 19, 2023, and I'm Alan Roebuck. Welcome to Ipswich Today, which acknowledges the traditional custodians of the land on which it is produced and pays respects to elders past, present and emerging. This podcast is supported by Kinetics, people-powered web hosting trusted by Australian businesses since 1999. Walter Williams has called Ipswich home for 32 years and you will know his voice on many TV and radio ads and he was previously heard doing many shows on QFM, 4BH, Star FM, River and 4BC. Welcome, Walter. Thank you, mate. And yes, I read audio books as well. Uh, I'll listen out for them. Ashley Mack was born in Ipswich and growing up in Evervale didn't affect him very much at all. He was the first voice on QFM in 1990, all those years ago, still a media tart, and owns a great local business at St Andrews serving coffee. Welcome, Ash. Thanks, mate. Nice to be here. And Walter, I would like to say a personal thank you for all those wonderful posts about your holidays, giving us a day-by-day rundown. <laughs> all I am now is freaking jealous, right? Where, where was that? Burley Head? Somewhere uh, down there? Oh, everywhere. Uh, everywhere. Palm, okay. Palm Beach. Uh, Palm Initially, Beach. that was that was, that was the, the, the point of uh, HQ for the Williamses. For, well, uh, it looked nights. like it was a great holiday. Yeah, oh, fantastic. You don't have to leave Australia to have a great holiday. That yeah, is Mr. true. Mr Chill. Mr Chill, we'll call him. Now, guys, I've got some uh, interesting stats here for you. This is What's episode that? 302 of Ipswich Today, and it's our 30th yarn over the back fence. Hey! Wow! Little, and they said it and never lost. A little golf clap. Oh. Let's, <laughs> let's get into uh, the topics for this month. Uh, people are starting to come out of the woodwork and declare their intention to run at the council election in March, which is only about five months away. Of yeah. main interest is the mayoral race. We already know about Dave Martin. He's having fun with some other media at the moment. Peter Robinson has put his name up. He ran in 2017... Uh, at the mayor by-election and in the former Div Five in 2016, have you heard any other names? I've heard uh, I've heard our um, certain driving school instructor with a broken shoulder has decided that he might be throwing his hat in the ring, which is yeah, well, I think that's a pretty good thing if one of the divisions he might have a I might have a crack it out uh, my way out at uh, you know Burrell and that sort of area. All right, well I'll have to check in with Mr. Cullen uh, to confirm that at a later date. Walt, who have you heard? Anyone? Oh, nothing on top of these uh, that you've mentioned here. But things are not the same as they used to be. Remember when it was Don Livingston was, was running the game and Labor were there, The it was sort of uh, 44% of the primary vote you'd get automatically if you had a, a Labor flag over the top of you. Now I think it's changed. I think they've pulled that because the two major parties are a little bit smelly. What do you reckon? Well, it, it was more that politics in local government was smelly. Yeah, that's probably uh, true too. And, yeah. and, and I think Ipswich survived with uh, party candidates up until amalgamation. Uh, Dave yeah. Underwood might have been the last mayor that was elected as a Labor mayor. 
Uh, In Division 4, Susan Dunn, who's based in Rosewood, is going to run again. And uh, Pi Augustine, uh, Augustine, uh, in Division 2, having a a second go. I spoke to Pi just after the Ipswich show because Pi was there with her uh, table declaring her intention to run in 2024. What percentage could Pi take of the Pi at the end of the day? Oh. <laughs> if you'd uh, if you'd asked me to look that up, I could have told you, Walt. But, <laughs> but I don't have that in front of me. <laughs> Another holiday. Look, last note about the uh, local government election. What makes a good candidate? Ash, I'm going to go to you first because you've been tempted to dabble. Yeah, well, I did well, you actually did dabble. In, yes, I run in nineteen ninety. Got I had a what a four week campaign, a thousand dollar budget, and got twenty two percent of the primary vote. And Don Livingston said I could have any seat I wanted in the town if I joined the Labor Party, <laughs> which is the truth. He was a lovely guy, hmm. uh, but I said no, I'm an independent. Um, I, I think if you can get uh, for years, Ipswich has been run by people who weren't real experts. I'd like to hear a little bit of merit. In it, you know, people who really understand mm. the game. I'm having problems getting people to understand that uh, there's a bit of a Ponzi scheme happening with the way we're running um, uh, real estate in this town. The the developments, I think, we should be infilling and not spreading out too far. It's costing us too much. I'd like to see mm. more people with expertise in that area come in and actually run the place instead of hiring somebody because <laughs> they're nice. I don't think that's a, a good way to do yeah, it. So it's not a popularity contest. No, I don't want it to do that. Yeah. Although you do have to be popular to win. Well, well, what makes a good True. candidate? What makes a good candidate? Well, as Ash has just said, they've got to have some sort of background, especially in 2023. We can't keep going with the candidates who are, are, are just there because they uh, are socially active. They've got to have some merit to back that up, don't they? Hmm. Look, I, the, the thing is, I don't have any complaints about the current lot. I think they seem to be doing an okay job, so I'm not ready to turf them out. All right. Well, we'll no doubt be talking about the election again as Mm -hmm. more people uh, declare their intention to run in 2024 for the Ipswich City Mm -hmm. Council. Any council-related matter, you Mm -hmm. touched on it there, Ash, with the real estate and uh, Mm -hmm. the price of real estate. More development is coming to Ipswich. Currently, there's about, uh, what is it, 50 houses a week that are coming to the market. We need 100 the councillors are getting to the pointy end of their term and they're actually facing some tough decisions. And the number one tough decision is the Astral Court proposal for the land behind Winston Glades Shopping Centre at Flinders View. Now, this one is interesting uh, because Ooh. that area, if I'm not wrong, was originally earmarked for the shopping centre to be extended. But the mm. residents seem to be more upset by the fact that it's a... Uh, a, a unit type development and some of that uh, vegetation will come will come down as a result it's just regrowth because it was cleared apparently years ago uh, the creek line will stay intact um, and then there's another development which council has approved stage one of a big development at Thaguna I think we're going to see more and more of this uh, the locals around Thaguna there was I think 30 odd objections many more for the astral court Councillors are in a bit of a tough situation here. Ash, what, you, you, said, you said you like infill, so you'd be voting for it by the sound of it. Well, look, uh, the Taguna the, the thing, I think that's a good thing because it's going to drag some infrastructure into that area and it needs it, right? That's good. But I, I'm, I'm against taking uh, finding a block of land a gazillion metres away from uh, the city and developing it because the cost of doing it, all the infrastructure is so high. Mm. Why can't we 
start looking at you know they see it's, these four hundred square meter blocks seem to be popular. Mm. Why can't we say to people in Ipswich, okay, subdivide your blocks? If you're not not using your backyard, let's you know it's cheaper on infrastructure. It gets uh, it's more efficient for the council. The council gets a better return per square meter, right? It, instead of, you know, all this new stuff that in 25 years' time we won't be able to afford to fix the roads or, or the curbing and the channelling around the place because it'll fall apart. I can remember about 20 years ago when uh, the Walloon, the Goona Rosewood Corridor was talked about a lot because it was already electric rail there. So it made mm-hmm. sense to develop along that corridor. And uh, this is uh, a sure sign that that is going to happen. We've already seen expansion at Walloon. Now it's the Goona's turn. Well, what's your view on that? Uh, look, I think we've got to have more inner city development around infrastructure that's already in place, like your, your railway stations and things like that. Um, we're not seeing enough of that. This, that idea was touted many years ago by a lot of um, uh, people in the biz, but uh, it's it hasn't followed through so much. You see a little bit of it happening in Brisbane now, which is good. But we've got opportunities in the Ipswich region for the exact same thing to happen. Interesting to note, too, that the Independent Decision Review Panel, they held their meeting uh, exactly where the stand-up comedy room is in the Civic Centre. Is there any correlation with that? <laughs> Downstairs at the Civic Centre. Probably mm. not on this occasion, Walt. It's no, an interesting thing. We uh, 2020 hindsight in development's a wonderful thing. After you see something go up, you go, oh, gee, maybe we shouldn't have made that decision. Mm. There's one that I'm a little bit... Uh, icky about at the moment, and that is Ebervale. Mm. Ah, beside the uh, survey there. Beside the glideway, they've Mm. they've torn down the houses and and they're they're putting in industrial. Yeah. But the thing is, it's on the railway line. And that railway line in, you know, 20, 30 years' time is going to be carrying a lot of people because we are a dormitory suburb of Brisbane, Right. It's going to be carrying a lot of people and you need to be living close to that sort of infrastructure. And we're building uh, like they haven't got spur lines or anything off into this industrial areas. It's not like the industrial areas are going to use the Mm. the railway line. They could have put it a little bit further out and use that area for uh, for population growth. Talking developments, though, like yeah. this, uh, you're both familiar with the, the new Silkstone Coles complex. Yes. Yeah. And they've put an extent, they've extended that just recently as well in the last uh, few months. Mm. But behind that is a lot of little tacky boxes, uh, as the song used to go. But it's, it's kind of one of the things we need as a solution to this housing crisis in this city, isn't it? Is yeah. We've got to have this medium density housing uh, for, for people to live in it's so that we're not living too far apart, as you say, from all the major infrastructure points that are just crucial to uh, to the development of Australia. The, the view of the expert seems to be we, every development has to have a mix of styles because not everybody wants a backyard to mow. So there's got to be a mix of styles in these developments. And I think that's what's going to happen uh, even in the Thaguna development. As long as we don't end up like in Brisbane where you've got to park your boat out in the street. Oh, yeah. That's ridiculous. Yeah. That's I stupid. hope we get a mix of styles. The, the one behind the Silkstone Coals, if you were coming home drunk one night, you'd, you could accidentally open the front door of the house that you don't belong to. Because <laughs> they all look the same to me. Are you speaking from experience, mate? <laughs> from experience. <laughs> Actually, the one thing about that, that would be an expensive place to build. That used to be Bremer High, that, yeah. that area. Yes. And it's all black soil. That 
that used to be many, many mm. thousands of years ago was a swamp. Yes. And uh, you've got to make sure you have the right foundations because your house can walk around the block in that place. Yeah, yeah. No, Tell me about it. I remember the, uh, the school buildings, if you'd look along, uh, not too yeah. many straight lines. <laughs> Not too many straight lines on those old buildings. You drive up White Hill Road, mate, and if you drive up White Hill Road, you'll notice that the telephone poles lean from side to side, yes. and each day it's different. <laughs> right? It's, it's Depending amazing. on the heat. Yeah, exactly. Let's go focusing in on uh, Ipswich Central. Uh, Walter, you're our correspondent there. Riverheart Parklands, you've been keeping tabs on what's going on. Uh, any movement there? Yes, I can give you some news on the Riverheart Parklands, um, uh, and this is this is breaking news. You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Over the back fence at Ipswich today, the waterfall feature in the parklands looks like it will never, ever happen again because they have concrete rust in the waterfall. Oh, no. So the only thing that would come out of there now if you put water in it is concrete dust. So uh, they've had to say a big no to that one by the look of things. Uh, And there's going to be an eyesore if it's there forever with no water flowing through. Oh, that's distressing to hear that. What do you do something like this? Mm. It is, isn't it? Mm. And distressing for the concrete too. Yes. (laughs) Like that's – who who put it there? Who did that? Who who did that? Well, that was the – that, that was, was a that previous was... council under Paul Pasali. Yeah. yeah, but, but the, prob- the problem was it's laid dormant for over two years before the floods happened in 2022. So you're going to get concrete rust when you don't use the features of something like that. So Ooh. the fault is in the lack of use, really. Yeah. Um, and that lies with both the interim and the current local governments. We'll have to follow that up to get some more scientific analysis there, Walt. But that's a good tip. Thank oh, you. Yes. Thank you for yes. that. Uh, and, and, breaking and all news. those other structures, uh, uh, you cannot walk on because they're too dangerous. That mm. that's been confirmed too. I've been talking to parks people just this week. Mm. What's new in Nicholas Street Precinct? Well, the school holidays was certainly a busy time. Again, I found myself uh, having to go into Nicholas Street Precinct for some business, and you had to fight your way through the kids. But that's a good thing. It was mm. it was very right. exciting. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Used to, that uh, that street has a great deal of uh, what what would they say? A good memories for me because it was that street I was walking down and I saw this girl <laughs> who I had seen on the train uh, coming from Brisbane and I said to her she was with her mother I said what's your name and she said her name and I said Benny I said Benny and she said no Penny I ended up marrying her. Penelope, yes, Penelope. Yeah, good story. Good story. Very nice, yeah. And the latest thing to happen at Nicholas Street, uh, apart from your marriage, uh, is the handmade <laughs> markets. Uh, I was up there on the weekend on uh, referendum day on Saturday, the voice day. Uh, didn't see John Farnham making a performance anywhere, but uh, the, the markets were going on. It's the biggest markets I've ever seen, literally. So many food vans, so wow. many people, so many stalls. How good Terrific. That? So congratulations to everyone involved in that. No, that's I brilliant. think they're dog-friendly too, aren't they? Yes, they are dog-friendly. Yeah, I took Henry and he had a great time. Awesome. Yeah. We're getting near the end of our 30th get-together over the back fence. Musical Men Sheds have made it onto the agenda for this month. I must admit I've never been to a musical men's shed, but I presume, Ash, it would be for people like you who constantly surround yourself with musical instruments. And can't play them, yeah. There's, <laughs> oh, no, you it, can. No, there's a, there's a, there's a thing. Um, you know how you see the men's sheds where guys can take their power tools and go and cut off a finger or whatever? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> right. 
well, if that was me, I'd be no fingers. But uh, this is an idea I've got, and I'd, I'd love to get someone to do the work for me, and that is <laughs> um, a shed, some sort of government funding for guys like myself and a lot of my friends who are retiring and, you know, just once a week go around and sit down and play music with each other. And That's also a great to, idea. And also to foster um, younger people who want mm, to learn. Yes. Right? Because... Mm. Because, mm. you know, there's a lot of us who are, um, I was talking to Trev, Trevor Jarvis about this last night, and he said the only problem he's got with it is that if he drinks, he can't drive home. <laughs> 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 but uh, it's uh, just an idea I've got, and I reckon it'll go off. A musical men's shed. Okay, it's at, we've put it out there in the universe. Let's yeah. see and hear what happens. The Jacaranda Festival is back after a break of three years. It uh, shut down with COVID. It's coming back bigger and better the last weekend of this month. When was the last time you went to a Jacaranda Festival, Walter? Oh, it's been a while. And let's face it, they haven't been around, as you say, for a while in the in themselves. But I did see, I did get to that part of Goodna for a, um, a a car meet only recently this year. So uh, it's good to see that it's a terrific venue for it. Mm. And it has been for years. And as soon as you see the beautiful jacarandas blooming, you just go, oh, the festival can't be too far away, can it? And it's something everyone should really make an effort to get to. It's it's worth doing. It is. These these sorts of events are really good for the, uh, the young entrepreneurs in the town who mm. want to get into food vans and coffee vans. That's how Penny and I started with our coffee van doing that, that event and a few other events around the place. That's the sort of stuff we need. That uh, the, In the mall you were talking about before, the, the handmade yeah. and, and jacaranda festival and things like that, that's good for that type of business and makes it explode. So yeah. keep doing well, it. Well, one of those little vans I hadn't seen before, and he's fairly new to the markets, was uh, doing cob loafs, mini cob loafs. Oh, and, yes. uh, they, they're fantastic with mm. bacon and cheese in them, and then you dip the crumbs in. Oh, it was delicious. So get a cob in your gob. I haven't had lunch yet, and we're recording this in the <laughs> afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much, Walter. That's cruel. Sorry. <laughs> we'll wrap it up and we'll uh, jump straight to our reminiscing part of the show. And this month, pool halls and other low or no tech fun in the past. Oh, look, this brings back a memory. Go on. When I was, I was about 12 years old, right, and um, I had found a thing called the Ritz Pool Hall, which used to be up near Faulkner Motors, where Faulkner Motors was. Um, it's now, you know, the, the flooring place in town. You okay, know, in, top, like, of top of town. Brisbane Street. Yeah, yep. top of town. Yep. And there were pool, you know, and I thought I was getting really good at this field. The old mates from school would go and play a little bit of pool. I said to my father, I said, Dad, come on, I'll play your pool, some pool with you, you know. <laughs> Invite, didn't realise that he was in World War Two. was a bit of a pool champ, did I? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the floor with me. But it, it is a great, it is a great pastime. We need to get another one going here, don't we? Is there one, yeah. is there one in town, moment? I oh, look, the, the most you'd see of pool tables is uh, in the odd pub. Uh, out the back, you know. Um, and I can do a shout out for someone who's got a snooker table. Yes. The new bearded hippo barbers, Patrick, g'day. Oh, uh, yes. Went there last week and he's got a snooker table and it's a ripper. Oh. So you can have a, a game while you wait. Is that what happened? That's what I did. Ah. I, I, I played snooker while I waited. Then I had my uh, cut, you know, got the, got the wig trimmed. Yes. 
the silver hipster is back <laughs> and, and, and had a beer in the process. Oh, all wow. for $45 bargain. Oh, can't go Sounds wrong. Sounds like fun. Actually, real estate agents get their pool, their pool tables. You know how they get them, don't you? Selling houses with when people, they, the guys go, I'm not going to move this thing. What am I going to do with it? Oh. The real estate agents, I'll buy it off you. Right, that's usually okay. how they get their pool so that's that's how you sell and buy pool tables. Mm. All right. Mm. Well, what other low and no tech fun? I was going right back to when I was a kid mm. too, and mm. you know, low low tech, no tech is uh, you know playing marbles. But uh, that's <laughs> oh, yeah. that's when you're very young. Low tech would be the old pinball machines with the flippers. Yep, they, they yes. weren't very high tech. They just made lots of noise, but yeah, they were good they fun. Were good fun. Yeah. Go kart. Do you remember downhill go kart racing? They used to do it over out at um, the farm. What was it called? Uh, over at Lob Street. They used to Lob do it Street. there too. Yeah. yeah, they used to do it there. That's yeah. right. Mm-hmm. That's something we should bring back. Go kids get them with their kids making go karts. We made our own uh, pinball tables when I was a teenager. Did you go on? Yeah, yeah. Out we of what? Uh, you just use that uh, the wool art sort of stuff that people do. Oh, and, yeah, yeah. And, and nails. You, you shape you, yeah, and the nails, and you shape it into a pinball, and then you just get a. A thing that pings the balls, and <laughs> I know I made one when I was a very young teen. Okay. It was great fun, yeah. But ju- just going low tech, um, I, I loved back in the day when you could go roller skating. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, I think we need a 70s revival of that in the Ippy, in the Switch. The yeah. old cinemas used to be good for that. You'll remember this one from Townsville, Walter, the uh, railway estate theatre, just mm. near the railway line there. Yes, I They'd do. Rip, That's rip out I all the chairs. Rip out all the, well, I've been there too. Rip out all the chairs and that was that was great fun. You used to pack in on a Saturday. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, huge. Gee, you guys must be old. Oh, uh, yeah. What about you, Ash? You must have gone to roller skating in Ipswich somewhere. Actually, yeah, over the old Keo Street which, when it used to be out there before they built the one at Bandamba. I remember going out there on a Saturday. Uh, that was, oh, that was pretty lousy. But you only went to those places to meet girls. Uh, and, and have fun. <laughs> And which 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 and can be girls. the same, yeah. And you know, girls. <laughs> one of our local radio stars, Paul Campion, he yeah. used to DJ at the Bundamba Skateaway. Oh, for John Green, yeah, oh, years wow. ago. Yeah, well, see, yeah, my nephew did too. <laughs> and and actually, there's a lady down there now who's DJing who's got a great singing voice. What's her name? Well, You're telling the remember. story. I don't know. I can't remember. I hate it when I can't remember names. <laughs> Ask her to sing. Look, it's fantastic. As we're getting older by the minute and more forgetful, we might uh, wrap it all up. But Walt's got one last comment. Just want to do a shout out. Trotty Beck's Collectibles. Oh, yes. Unfortunately, they are temporarily closing. I was in there at the sale the other day picking up a few things. Mm. And it uh, turns out the owner, uh, after all these years, and God knows they have survived so many ups and downs and changes like a roller coaster in the Ipswich Mall, yes. which is now Nicholas Street Precinct. But having done all that, they are no longer going to be part of the uh, what, what they're developing there, which is a shame mm. um, because they've been part of the fabric of it, pardon the pun, for, for decades. Uh, they, they came basically the year after I came back to Queensland, to Ipswich. And would you believe that was when mum was still with us, that was one of my mum's favourite shops. She couldn't go into town without dropping in. <laughs> Yeah. Well, they're going to go online for a little bit and okay. sell from there. Yep. And then they are looking for new premises elsewhere in the switch. So the sooner the better, it's back up and running. Trotty right. Bex Collectibles. Yes. Right next door, the new men, men's um, musical shed. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect, Ash. And on that mm-hmm. musical note and fashion note, we'll wrap it up. Thanks, guys. That's been 30 times we've done this. Look forward to the next one. Thanks, Walter.
Hey, thank you, mate. Cheers, Al. Cheers, Ash. Thank you, Ash. See you at 31. And that's it for this episode. Just a reminder to look for handy links in the show notes. Ipswich Today is supported by Kinetics, people-powered web hosting trusted by Australian businesses since 1999. This podcast is listener-supported. Please make a once-only gift or regular donation to help keep it online. Just go to ipswichtoday.com.au. Follow and stream this podcast from your favourite app, including iHeartRadio, or play Ipswich Today on smart speakers. Music is supplied by Purple Planet Music. This is Alan Roebuck. Thank you for listening. Enjoying Ipswich today? Please share the love on your socials.